Welcome to the SpyFi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And today we have a special podcast to celebrate Global James Bond Day, October 5th, the day that Dr. No was first released in theaters. And this year in particular is the 60th anniversary of James Bond. And actually on top of that, this will be our 100th episode released, including all micro dots and special episodes. So yeah, 100 episodes, guys. Wow, that is very special. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So on this podcast, we will be choosing characters from across time and space to create the ultimate James Bond film. Our participants are limited only by their imaginations and one universal rule. Once a character has been picked by another person, no one else can choose him or her. And at the end, it's your votes who decide who wins. So throw on your tuxedos and shake or stir those martinis, because this is the Global James Bond Day Draft. Yes, for those of you who've been listening for a while, we did one in 2021 as well. And this time we have three guest stars. Yes, and to switch it up this time, Zach and I will both be participants and our moderator and other participants will be guests from other episodes. So first we have Carolyn, who most recently appeared on our episode covering Chuck. Hello. Next up, we've got our Tom Clancy fanboy and 007 fan Lance, who you just heard on our Jack Ryan episode. And don't forget, reigning James Bond draft champion. Oh, that's right. You did win last year. Yeah, yes, defending champion. <laughs> defending, yes. That was for you, Zach. <laughs> Pressure's on, Lance. Mm-hmm. That's right. And finally, we have Alana from Tuesday Night Gaming, who appeared way back on our Spy Kids episode. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that invite for Spy Kids 2. And 3D. And whatever. You really want to cover all the time in the world? That one, I've seen all of them. and <laughs> At least the second one. Okay, the second one, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> anyway, so let's, let me turn it over to Carolyn to lead us as our moderator. Okay, thank you all. It is time to get started with the draft. For those of you who have watched any of our fantasy drafts uh, from Awesome Cons Virtual Cons a few years ago, or listened to our Global James Bond Day draft last year, this should sound familiar. Once again, our participants' objective is to draft their ultimate James Bond film with the roles of James Bond, Bond Woman, Bond Villain, and Henchman. This time, their choices for those roles must be characters, either fictional or real life, from movies and TV, which have been covered on the SpyFi Guys. As a few James Bond movies have been covered on the podcast, you may choose characters from them. However, you cannot use them in the role that they play in that film. For example, you could pick Q from No Time to Die as your James Bond. You could not, however, pick Dr. No as your Bond villain. Once a panelist has picked a character, they will briefly explain why their pick is an excellent choice, and the others will, again briefly, explain all of the drawbacks with the pick. (laughs) Once all the panelists have drafted, we will go back through the line in reverse order. So the last place panelists uh, will draft twice in a row. This is called the corner. So is everyone ready to get started? Yep. Yep. All right, perfect. As your moderator, I have placed our panelists in a random order. Um, And that order is going to be Zach, Christian, Lance, and Alana. All right. I'm at the top. Uh huh. Interesting. I know, right? I have theories on where Zach is going with this. I'm afraid to have theories. I cannot be theorized. (laughs) Okay, so that being said, although I try not to be predictable, I think this first pick. 
is a very obvious one for All me. All right. I'm going to start with my villain. So when picking a villain, okay. I had a little trouble with this. So I went back and I thought about the most recent James Bond movie, No Time to Die. And it's opening, which, as you may recall, showed Britannia, Britannia the woman, a statue of her, like, falling apart. Like, like the shield collapsing. Sign of changing times that Britain is not what it was. So it got me thinking, who is a man who took on the British Empire at the height of its power and defeated them in his own hometown? The answer, of course, is Gandhi, but we haven't covered a movie with Gandhi in it. So I, I couldn't pick him. So All then right. I was like, there is a man who took on the British right next door to them. He could not be stopped. Oh, the British no. used everything they could to beat him, but they couldn't. The only people who could <laughs> defeat him was his own people. And that is why my James Bond villain is Michael Collins, played by Liam Neeson. I'm sure the people of Ireland will take great issue in you casting him as a villain. Well, that's another reason why he's a great villain, because he's so sympathetic. You understand where he's coming from, and you don't even really want James uh, Bond to beat him. Oh I mean, it would be nice if a James Bond villain actually had a complicated kind of thing going on. You know, as opposed to whoever the whatever the villain in No Time to Die actually wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough on that, Lana. <laughs> So that was your James Bond villain? Yes. All right. Any other comments on that choice? Um, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, fair play to you. He did run an, an intelligence network against the Brits. But here, here's a question for you, though. What era? Are you, like, Do you have a specific era in mind of when this was taking place for you? Is this James Bond in World War One? Is or is this... When was Michael Collins alive? I era. want you wait and see what my All other right. picks are. <laughs> All right. I'm very you. curious. Okay. Find out. All right. Well, let's move on to Christian then. You know what? I might as well pick this before anyone else does. So James Bond, I was like, you know, I could have picked any number of, you know, your prototypical main, you know, main character spy roles, your Ethan Hunts, your Jack Ryan, your man from uncles, any of those as your Bond, your James Bond. But I was like, mm, that seems too obvious. So what do I want from James Bond? Someone smooth, debonair, looks really good in a three-piece suit, but also has a you know an edge of brutality to him. And I started thinking back through all our movies, like what have we covered? Where is there someone who you know could be a good James Bond? And th- started thinking, all right, let's think period appropriate, sixties. Oh. All right, we've covered a movie in the 60s where there's someone wearing a really good suit who has, you know, he's got a slight edge edge to him. Well, more than a slight edge. He's got an edge to him. And that, of course, would be Eric Lencher, Magneto from X-Men First Class. Ooh. I thought but, you were going to pick uh, someone played by Tom Cruise. You scared that, me there That for would a be the obvious <laughs> choice. But I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to do something different. I don't think of Magneto as a uh, playboy. Typically. Maybe not. Have you met his fangirls? <laughs> no. Just the you just the nerds wearing the Magneto was right t-shirt. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Well, I mean, you do see him seduce, like pretty much seducing, uh, what's her name? Mystique there. Kind of. Yeah. I would just say the real Mystique. <laughs> so d- does this James Bond have superpowers? Maybe. <laughs> oh, that'd be a twist. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do appreciate our first Jewish James Bond. That's hmm. very nice. Uh, that's true, yeah. 
Unless they retconned that in the first class era. <laughs> in the first class, no, he's very much in Auschwitz So uh, in the first wow. opening. Yeah, There's a so. few reasons someone could be in Auschwitz that don't have That's to be true. Jewish. That's very true. You're right. Good point. Magneto was a communist. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a twist. <laughs> but he was a pure communist. He wasn't like a Marxist or Leninist communist. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to Lance. Lance, what's your first pick? Well, I was going to go with uh, uh, the henchman first, but uh, Christian scared the little bejesus out of me uh, with his bond <laughs> pick because I was like, oh, God, he's going to pick mine. He's going to pick mine. <laughs> uh, because I did want to go with my obvious, uh, and I'm quite sure, game-winning choice last time of <laughs> John Krasinski as Jack Ryan being my James Bond. Uh, so wanted to mix it up a little bit, but you know, my thought process uh, was similar to Christian's. And it looks good in a three-piece suit. Uh, definite badass. But I'm going to take one better. He could unite the James Bond fans with nerd fans of the world. Oh, boy. And he was you know, obviously one of the, the better spy remakes of a 60s TV show. So my character for James Bond is actually going to be Napoleon Solo, played by none other than Henry Cable. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the new Napoleon Solo. Yes. For the win. Yes. All right. Isn't he basically James Bond already? Kind of. Maybe. It's a little too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm picking him now for James Bond. Well, I still can. <laughs> well, you definitely got the Canville, Cat Canville, Canville Bond shippers on your, uh, the vote for you. <laughs> yeah, you, you got my vote, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm already winning one nothing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are supposed to criticize each other's picks, right? I just yep. agree with Christian that it's just a little too obvious. Right. <laughs> but maybe obvious isn't always bad. Sometimes the best things hide in plain sight. Napoleon Solo hiding in plain sight. Also, like, what, what kind of name is Napoleon Solo anyway? Clearly made up. <laughs> I mean, well, technically, it was an Ameri- he was an American character. That's true. Well, I mean, no. come on. Yeah, we're, we're not sticking to that. I mean, how often does Cavill actually get to play a Brit? Like, never. Uh, <laughs> Only when he's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Pretty much it. He's not even the main character. Yes, or when he's in uh, 2005's I Captured the Castle, which I just watched last week. <laughs> wow. Did you just make that <laughs> up? No, no, one else, no. no one else in the world has Tiny, that tiny movie. Henry Cavill. He's like 19 in it. It's so Great. that's, I don't, I'm trying to remember if it's before or after he was in the Count of Monte Cristo, where he was also a tiny, tiny Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he was a real Henry Cavill fan. jerk in that, recommend. In that one, too. <laughs> Cute. All right, perfect. Well, let's move on then. Alana, let us go to you. All right, all right. Back to back picks. I was trying to decide which, if I want to do villains first or heroes first. I can't decide. Uh, I think I'll do suspense. All right, so let's do the villain first. You know me, I like to think outside the box. So, my villain is the Red October. <laughs> submarine from the hunt for Red October. Not the guy driving it. The submarine itself. A Typhoon-class ballistic submarine with a caterpillar driver to be undetectable to passive sonar. It lurks underground trying to defeat its enemies. Pulling the strings from underwater. I'm not gonna lie. This may be my favorite choice of all time. <laughs> is, is it in okay? In your interpretation of this, is it sentient? Yeah, this is like cars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 
kind of face. Oh god, yeah, that makes it even. You better. know, now I'm kind of regretting we haven't covered cars yet. <laughs> I could throw in one of those. Cars Two is a legendarily a terrible movie. Yeah, but it's a you know what? Movie. I do have a soft spot for it, and I can't wait till we cover it because it. You should make Alana come back for that since this was wait, her idea. Why is Cars Two a spy movie? It's a spy movie. Is this like how Paddington One is a is a spy movie? Because it is. That I don't agree with. It's like corporate espionage. What about the, the whole part where they're like rappelling into the castle? There may be spy action in it, but it's not a spy <laughs> movie. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> okay, so Henchman, yeah. of course, is the Japanese battleship Yamato from Tora Tora Tora. <laughs> I thought you would have the reverse. I thought the battleship would be the big bad. No, see, well, you said that had to be not the rules, right? So is the battleship like kind of the main villain in Pearl Harbor slash Tora Tora Tora? Maybe. No. Yes. The planes are. Oh, the planes are. Well, it could be. Well, no, because well, you also see with my other picks why the henchman okay. is the Yamato. <laughs> but it's also you know it's the above ground arm because like the Red October underwater being sneaky is like right. makes more sense to me as the villain. The guy go find him, whereas right. the Yamato is just in your face throwing your hat. You're like odd job. Right. You know. That makes total sense when you put. Totally, it obviously. You know. Right. I quit. <laughs> this, this this team is is already unstoppable. I I I'm done. Oh man, Lance, you're the champion. You can't just give up. Oh yes, I can. I I can abdicate my my throne. You go pass over the trophy. You got three picks left. Come up with something good. Okay, Lance, you're up again. Well, I'm I'm definitely not doing henchman next. That's for sure. All right, so I guess we'll we haven't done this one yet, so I'll go ahead and pick my my female lead for our Bond movie. This one was kind of difficult. There's lots of good choices, um, but I also kind of wanted to stick with my uh, action and nerd universes uniting. <laughs> so I went with Melinda May, who was <gasps> played by Ming Na Wen from Agents of Shield. Good choice. For all kinds of obvious reasons. She's smart. She's tough. She's badass. She's gorgeous. I mean, check, check, check. Double check. (laughs) So if there's anybody that can compete with Yamamoto, it's (laughs) (laughs) Melinda made the cavalry. (laughs) Yeah. It is a good choice. I can't really argue against it. She was on my short list. Good choice. Yeah, so how many total characters do you think you guys have to draw from? A lot. <laughs> There's 100 episodes. With, with your 100 yeah. episodes, yeah. yeah. I've got a lot of backups. Sure enough. <laughs> All good. right. Oh, is that on to me okay, now? Perfect. Yeah, now yep. we're on to Christian again. Go ahead. I'm going to have to do this. All right, so I'm going to go with my villain next. So I figured, all right, we're going to go with a Cold War era. Not necessarily 60s, but, you know, Cold War. So I started thinking about, all right, who, what kind of Bond villain would be interesting to see, you know, Magneto go up against? Wouldn't be an, I don't want to have an obvious, all right, take over the world plot. I wanted someone who was more down to earth. We have such a out there, you know, (laughs) James Bond already. So someone more down to earth. So I said, all right, who's a real life person I could use? Let me think about this. Cold War. Um, who's someone 
what about the person who probably had the biggest leak of information to the Soviets from the FBI? Mm-hmm. What about Robert Hansen? Uh-huh. See, that was my number two choice. <laughs> so, yeah, my villain will be Robert Hansen from Breach, as played by Chris Cooper. I always liked there was real life, guys. You know me. <laughs> I wanted to see the part where he tells James Bond he's going to make him piss purple. <laughs> it's a pretty scary one. <laughs> Certainly very memorable. Are we going to have Eric O'Neill in there as well? He could make a cameo. You could be the guy who dies in the opening uh, credits. Ooh, ooh interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Twitch. It's like an alternative timeline where he figures it out. <laughs> you move my Palm Pilot, blam, blam, blam. <laughs> or wait, you move my Palm Pilot and he throws him into a shark cage. Okay, and then let's move back to Zach. I'm going to pick my Bond next. The bond, this Bond twist will set the tone for the whole movie. I feel like I have found the perfect Bond because he is adaptable. He's a war veteran. Men love him. Women love him. He charms the hearts of everyone he meets, including his superiors. He saves people's lives. He defeats enemy spies. He has a very particular ability that oh, most no. people do not have. <laughs> Wait. He looks good in a very distinctive clothing. I'm referring, okay. of course, to Sergeant Stubby of the movie. <laughs> Sergeant Stubby, an American hero. <laughs> Oh yes. Sergeant Stubby. When you said a very particular set of skills, I thought you were going to have Liam Neeson's from Taken, so you have Neeson v. Neeson. Ooh. That is oh. Dang. An all ah. Neeson draft. Or I, I could have a Neeson be a henchman, and that's two Neesons uh, yeah, versus yeah. James Bond. Qui Gon Jin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But now we got Sergeant Stubby. But yeah, so my James Bond movie is a movie where the hero is a dog. <laughs> Oh, when is this coming out? I'm ready. Oh, and I would man. like you to imagine in your head Sergeant Stubby wearing a tuxedo. Oh, that's cute. That's oh, I already cute. can. I already did. I'm not yep. going to lie about that. Done. Mm-hmm. tuxedo and doing a little salute. And now it's back to me, unless anyone has any thoughts. Usually, Zach, I criticize your choices a lot. Can he speak English? He doesn't talk. <laughs> I, I, I can't do that this time. I I mean, he already does know his way around Paris. Yeah, he served overseas. Does he have a passport? Yeah, he's got the qualifications. (laughs) All right, so now I'm going to do my Bond girl. There's a few good possibilities here, but I thought for a movie where the hero is a dog, who else are you going to pair with a dog than a kid? So my Bond girl is Harriet the Spy. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) She understands him. She speaks for him. She investigates. He comes along, and they are the perfect duo to defeat Michael Collins. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this movie. I got to say. All right. All right. I have so many (laughs) conflicting thoughts about that. (laughs) Because Stubby and Michael Collins are around the same time period. Michael Collins was alive for the Easter Uprising, alive and yeah. active for the Easter Uprising, mm-hmm. which was during World War One. Well, I'm enjoying so just... how different these movies are turning out to be. <laughs> Try to be these unexpected. Are all their, yeah. Yeah. their own genres. <laughs> so these are excellent. All right. Back to okay, me. Okay, so shall we go back to Christian? Yep. Hmm. All right. So for my henchmen, I figured I needed to get someone who can make up for... Defi- let's say deficiencies in Robert Hansen in terms of who he what he is, and I had 
two ways to go about this, and I'm still, hmm, which way? Actually, I think it will be fun. All right, so I, he, you know, he is, yes, he's good at stealing intelligence, but he needs someone to be out there actually doing stuff for him. He needs someone who could be a courier for him, who can get out of weird situations. You know, what he needs, he needs the gringo who always delivers. He needs Barry <laughs> Seal, as played by Tom Cruise from American mm. Maid. <laughs> I figured Tom Cruise would show up sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I couldn't have as the main characters. Like, you know, as a, as a henchman, I think it would be hilarious to, so, to have Tom Cruise as a side character, as a henchman. He is able to get, you know, get anything that uh, Robert Hansen needs by, you know, anything... I just fly, being able to fly and get things for him, drop off, so make drops. He's got his airplane. Yep, he's got his airplane. Okay. He's got his big, both his big airplane, his you know, which you know currently is now in Costa Rica, which we saw the inside <laughs> of, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Pre, you know, him being gunned down by the Median cartel. He's not exactly a physical threat. To Magneto, is he? <laughs> no, but how many? I mean, you know, he's more of a comical sidekick kind of deal. <laughs> oh, he's like Otis from Superman. Yeah, a little bit. He's he, you know he's there, and also so it also provides a little levity to, into the film because you know Robert Hansen is deathly serious, and so mm-hmm. he's a good counterpart. Yeah. <laughs> how are they going to do against Magneto's superpowers? Well. You're going to have to watch the movie and see. That's what I always say. Uh, The way I'm, in my mind, he has them, but he doesn't like to show them off a lot. So they're not well known. So he might use them in very subtle ways. Be it, you know, if he's throwing a knife, he can make sure, make use his powers to make it go extra straight right into where he wants it. But it's not obvious to your average person. It's why he seems like he can do anything as James Bond. Hmm. A meta textual explanation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different, like okay. it. Okay, sounds sounds good. Sounds good. Should we move on to Lance? I'm gonna go ahead and keep going down the order. Uh, I'm gonna go with for villain next. Wanted to do something a little different, mix it up a little bit. And while I think with my first two picks, I was doing my best to unite two different fandoms. My next one's probably going to really piss off the main okay. fandom. Because right. Right. <laughs> I, I wanted to find someone who um, was tough, intriguing, uh, mysterious, strong leadership qualities, uh, ruthless, though. Um, but, you know, at times, you know, can show a little bit of sense of compassion, kind of like with what Zach was talking about earlier. And th- this was tough for me. This was really tough for me. But I think it's the best choice. And I'm using a, a kink to the rules. My villain is M, played by Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah, she's basically a villain anyway. Always yeah. telling James Bond what to do. Have we... Hold on. Have we covered a movie with Judy Dench? <gasps> yeah, we covered No Time to Die. Oh, no, wait, she she's not in it. She said no. that was Ralph Fiennes. Ray Fiennes, yeah. whatever you pronounce Ralph it. <laughs> Ray, Ray Fiennes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lance. Yeah, I don't think we've covered one with M. As, not M as Judy Dench. M as other people. Wait, hold yeah, on, hold on. we've got Robert Brown. Yeah. We've had, had hold on, hold on. Um, what's his face? Original M. I'll Bernard Lee. Too. We've had every M besides him. <laughs> or her, rather. Technicality. Right. 
Oh, that was the wrong casino. It was uh, Judy Dench was in the Avengers, right? That was um, Mm -hmm. what's her face? Elena Tyrell. Oh no, that's yeah, that is uh, a Diana Rigg. Yeah, 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 Diana Rigg. Just close enough when she's older. (laughs) No, we have not we have not covered a movie where old Diana Rigg is. (laughs) This young you have young Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg. Yeah, she'd be a good choice too. (laughs) To do it, hold on, I'm double checking. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Casino Royale 1967 we covered, not 2000. Could I use a complete technicality and say that she was part of the original James Bond draft? No, that's. Damn it! It's just be from the TV show that we've done. Yeah. But they didn't cover oh, the movie in explained. the draft, you know. No. It's not the same thing. <laughs> L- You're nice not try, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, I'm going to need time to repair that one. So we'll go ahead and switch to villain then if I can. All right, go ahead. All right, so back to uniting two fandoms again, except first we were doing action um, and nerdiness. Now we're going to go action and comedy. Um, somebody who would have been a Great counter to M's Judy Dench, I think. Um, you know, definitely a right hand person, always dependable, um, gets the job done, but also has a bit of a humorous streak to him to break, bring some levity. Uh, so my henchman is going to be none other than uh, Top Secret's Chocolate Moose, played by <laughs> Eddie To Go. Wow, that's a deep cut. Wait, Chocolate what? Moose. <laughs> Huh? Chocolate That's Moose. One of the yeah. French resistance fighters in Top Secret. Oh! Exactly. Uh... <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. All right. He's always there. He's dependable. Somehow he can pull a Gatling machine gun out of a backpack. That's right. He's I, just I... everywhere you, you need a henchman to be. And he has, he's European. He's got a great French accent. I mean, that's an absurd enough name to fit in a James Bond movie. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's a good choice, Lance. Only Thank the top you. secret reference. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I don't think I... Have I did I watch that one, Christian? Yes. Is it it's the one with Val Kilmer where he sings like Elvis? You'd remember it, I think. No, maybe not. Huh. Well, we should. Not to mention it. <laughs> top secret has probably in the wrong hands, could be used as the most improper bird, not safe for work torture device. Oh. <laughs> Christian got it. Yeah. <laughs> we will leave that to all of our fans of Top Secret out there and they can figure it out. Yes, you'll, you'll have Google.com. to listen to that episode to find out more. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Excellent choice. Um, so then let's move on to Alana. All right. <clears throat> For our Bond girl and our Bond that go with our villains, the Red October and the Yamato. So for Bond girl, we have the USS Nevada from Pearl Harbor. (laughs) Heroically tries to escape the bay to let the other ships out, is damaged, but revitalized and fights in the war. Has history with the Yamato. Motivation to take her down. Also, ships are women. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Clearly. 
Clearly. Wasn't there some Bond movie where the Bond girl had like a score to settle with the villain? There's probably more than one. <laughs> multiple. More than one. Mo- a lot yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. One oh, of yeah. the was probably the, the proud tradition. One. Yeah. yeah, License to Kill, I think. Also that, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Living Daylights. All right. Let's list them all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The USS Nevada. <laughs> Another battleship. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, two bat two battleships. All right. No we can move on. all right, let's just do bot. All right, so who would team up? with the Nevada to find the Red October. The Nevada is not equipped to find it. We need an advanced spy plane with all the bells and whistles, with mm-hmm. style, with flair that can hold a lot of people. None other than the bus, the bus. from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> it even has yeah. a car inside of it that's like a James Bond car. All right, all right. <laughs> and it can turn invisible. Good choice. Like, I thought you were going to do another ship because cool. the other three are ships. Yeah, well, it's like... Underwater, midwater, air. You know, you get you get a spectrum. All right. Yeah. The clock can, I think, but I don't know about the bus itself. Uh, so Alana, what does the last shot of your movie look like? Like <laughs> like the Nevada and the bus like cruising together. Not, oh, not, yeah. like, not like them like making out somehow. Ew, gross. Well, that's how James Bond movies traditionally end. <laughs> so I had no time to die ended. Oh, that's too soon. Oh. <laughs> oh. Damn. I guess it was time to die. <laughs> oh. Just got cold really That cold. was ice cold, like the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> right, where the Red October hangs out. And the Yamada ends <laughs> up. Yeah. Also oh, too soon. Enjoy this. <laughs> enjoy this all vehicle uh, <laughs> that Alana's got here. I think it's beautiful. The greatest movie that'll never be made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You could start pitching it. Someone, someone, someone might take you up on that. I can see it. I would definitely watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with with Alana's picks in, let's move back to Lance. See if he's thought of a new Bond villain. Okay, so I had to come up with a new one, obviously, because I can't read years very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, I, I wanted to, to still stick with you know, somebody who was um, strong, independent, you know, somebody that could definitely give uh, Napoleon Solo Bond a run for his money. Uh, maybe not necessarily the head of you know, an organization, kind of like how most Bond villains weren't, you know, they didn't run Spectre. They were still agents of Spectre, though. And also, a movie that that uh, you've covered that helped. Um, so I am going to go with her, Samantha Kane, played by Gina Davis from The Long Kiss Goodnight. Excellent Ooh, choice. That's a good call. I, I think right, you mean Charlie right. Friday or whatever her real name yeah. is. <laughs> well, see that that was her. Her other name, so she's got that you know whole alias thing going on. Is she this? Is she that? Is she the brunette? Is she the blonde? You know, is she the mom down the street that no one suspects as being a super master criminal, but yet she is. Hmm. Is this for the henchman or the All Bond right. girl? Sorry. No, this is for villain. The main villain. Oh, okay. Villain. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I think her name is Charlie Friday. It's yeah. something equally absurd, right? Charlie, Charlie Baltimore. Baltimore. You're right, Alana. 
Yeah, that's that's a good choice. She's very scary. Okay. If she's scared Samuel L. Jackson, you know she's scary. Yeah. Well, yeah, she can, she can go from from sexy to innocent to scary with the drop of a, a dime. So that's why I think one she's. Look. All right. Push it back to you. All right. So for my last choice for categories that we know about, uh, I have my female lead, my Bond woman, and so I thought about this. All right. So we've got Robert Hansen. His main, you know, he basically invented uh, cyber, you know, cyber espionage. So we need someone, and our Magneto, our James Bond, he can manipulate, you know, metal and, but he can't. He doesn't necessarily know how to hack. So we need someone who's good at tech, and maybe it would help if they're a fellow MI6 agent who is very, you know, very capable. Is work, you know, but maybe she's, you know, she. I want them, there to be some friction between them. So maybe she's more used to working with a team rather than just one person. So I have picked Khadija Adiyeme from the 355 Ooh. as played by Lupita Nyong'o. Ah. Uh, the 355, I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I enjoyed, I know I enjoyed that movie. I thought um, Lupita Nyong'o did a great job there. She's, you know, kind of combination, you know, Q and Bond girl for, for this. And so she can help out, you know, Magneto with all of the tech stuff. I could, I'm there, I think they're almost age appropriate that I could see a romance happening. <laughs> it helps that she's British, too. You have at least one British person in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's the Brits versus the Americans, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we head back to Zach for the finishing up? Sergeant Stubby and Harriet are all of running all over Ireland, causing general mayhem. Even Michael Collins can't stop them. All of his tricks, he's helpless. So he thinks to himself, I need to get that dog. And who else are you going to use to defeat an animal than another animal? And that oh, is why God. my henchman <laughs> is Lance Sterling is as a pigeon from Spies in Disguise. Yeah, that's good. I almost could have won money on that one. I imagine oh, when they man. fight, it turns into a ball of dust, and then little like legs like stick out. That's what the fights look like. <laughs> I considered him as my bond for a hot set. As a pigeon or not as a pigeon? Both. As <laughs> right. is both. He's able to control it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the vision here. I got this on lockdown. Okay, so everyone has drafted four times, so it's time for the bonus round. I thought of this bonus round before the picks happened, so I'm curious on how this is going to go exactly. So bonus round, what I was thinking was um, I want to hear your choice uh, for, and you can choose um, either uh, animal sidekick or evil villain pet. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. All right, wait, does this have to be from a movie we've covered or just in general, like any kind of... I think in general, but yeah, it can I... be, it, it, it would All be right. good if it was from your pick, from your, your Rolodex, too. Yeah, because I think I used all <laughs> the animals that we've done in movies. <laughs> Zach's already got them figured <clears throat> out, so yeah, I would say <laughs> just in general. It could be even just a yeah. general animal or a specific animal. So not from um, a Spotify Guys covered thing or... Like in general, it, it doesn't have to be. If, yeah, I mean, 
Bonus points if you can make it. <laughs> but somebody that would fit into your film. I have one. So right. this may be kind of avoiding the spirit of the question. Carolyn, <laughs> I apologize for that. All right. Well, you already got two animals, so. So Sergeant Stubby is not, in fact, the most decorated dog in U.S. military history. He is the most decorated dog of World War One. The most decorated dog of World War II was a dog named Chips. So, at the end of my movie, Chips will appear as a tiny little puppy that gets taken under Sergeant Stubby's wing to learn how to become the next James Bond. Oh, that's pretty cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All, All right, right, I have an idea, but I need Carolyn to allow it. <laughs> okay, are we, are we oh, going boy. in the same order? Or- oh, yeah, what's the order? Oh, yeah, yeah. So is it me back, back to me? Back to Christian if... right. I mean, if people need time to think, like, you know, mm-hmm. we could go out of order. Do you have one, Christian? Or I think I, I've got, I've got, I've got one. Our, my James Bond is Mag, our Magneto is going to have an animal sidekick rather than the villain having a sidekick. And it's going to be someone who, a survivor like him, someone who's had to live through treachery and, it's going to be someone who survived, you know, survived a really big event. It's the dog from Pearl Harbor who, who survived from the, from the ship. We see him and then we see him at the very end swing back onto a boat because he's alive. Aww. Aww. <laughs> he made it. He made we it. We haven't talked this much about Pearl Harbor since Pearl Harbor. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. We got the USS Nevada, the dog from Pearl Harbor. I do kind of remember that dog, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Lance, do you have one or do you want us to come back to you? I'm kind of curious at what Alana needs clarification for, so I will default to <laughs> do Alana. Well, I mean, you know, my my draft picks are not people, so how strict are we being on this animal? Can I just pick, like, a sidekick <laughs> type that we can, like, anthropomorphize as an animal? Uh, I would say sure. Okay, <laughs> great, because I can't, I don't know. I was, like, trying to think of, like, an evil, like, sea as creature. As, um, as long as it's a cute boat. Or, a cute or plane. Or Cute plane. Cute plane. Two children can fit inside of it. It's the RX Express from Spy Kids. Uh. Aw, such a small plane. Yeah, created by Machete itself. Uh Okay. And what would this? um, Would this be the? This would be the animal sidekick, not the. Yeah, this would be like the the villain's animal sidekick. Oh, the villain side. Wait, the villain. villain. Wait, did we, we say it was a hero? The villain. It could be either. either. I guess it makes more sense as the heroes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, okay. The heroes. Sorry. I thought it had to be the villain sidekick, and I was like, fine with that. But yeah, yeah it I makes will. more sense this way. Oh, so what a cute plane. <laughs> I just looked it up on Bing Images. <laughs> yeah, Bing? I don't know. My computer's set to Bing. I need to fix it. <laughs> Get those rewards. Are you also using a Microsoft? Zoom? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Now let's go to Lance. I'm trying to Google just to see if there was. I think I found my answer that, that there were, were German shepherds in the movie Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Really? At least in the part where they're getting executed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I'm going to use the uh, evil Nazi German shepherds as my villainous 
Ooh. animal sidekick. Oh dear. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's... German Shepherd. Do they get stroked on the head? Oh yeah, and by Gina Davis. Oh, okay. that's really scary. You know what? All right, that's actually yeah. I mean, it's right. both hot and terrifying all at the same time, as it should be. <laughs> as as any good movie would make it be. Yes, and a, Valkyrie obviously was covered by, so I got that going for me. It was. It was one of our early yeah. ones. All right, I like it. Um, can I ask you guys to go around and just give me like a. A ten second like summary of your of your movie, just to kind of recap for thirty seconds, whatever, however short you can sure. be. Because um, uh, now, now, right. now I need to, to know how this all kind of fits together. Now that now that we got the whole thing going on, <laughs> so we can go in any order. Or Zach, do you want to? Uh, yeah, sure. So, my bond is Sergeant Stubby in a tuxedo, teaming up with Harriet the Spy <laughs> to take on Michael Collins and his sidekick. Slash henchman Lance Sterling as a pigeon, and the animal sidekick. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, Chips makes an appearance as a tiny little puppy. Aww. For the next generation. All right. That's right. James Bond, the next generation. <laughs> James Bond Junior, you might say. Oh. Okay. No one can stop him, but scum always tries. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what's your movie? All right, so we have. Our James Bond, played by Magneto from X-Men First Class, who is told he is has to stop the biggest breach of information going to the Soviet Union, which is he discovers is caused by Robert Hansen. And knowing his ineptitude at hacking and anything computer-related, he decides he needs another a fellow MI6 agent to help him out, who is Khadija Adi- uh, as from the 355 and they go after him and they encounter Barry Seal who is working with Robert Hansen who tries to stop them but they easily overcome him because he's not very <laughs> physical <true>. but <laughs> and you know he gives up the information that leads him right to right to Hansen but unfortunately Robert Hansen knows they're coming he quickly causes a trap for him which got, gets Khadija captured, and Magneto goes home. He spends one night brooding with his pet dog, who he's named Arizona, because it survived <laughs> the sinking of the Arizona. <laughs> and his dog, you know, very, very, you know, nuzzles up to him, saying, "No, you can do this. You can go. Get, you can go rescue the girl and and defeat the villain." So he goes back. And unveils the full might of his mutant powers and uses it to defeat Robert Hansen. (laughs) Escapes with Khadija, who plays a role in going up against Barry Seal because he decided, "Mm, I should probably try to help my boss out again, but gets quickly defeated by Khadija. I like the softer side of Magneto. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging out with his Mm -hmm. dog. Getting inspiration. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he. I needed to work the dog <laughs> right there somewhere. All right, Lance. What we have is your your typical threat to world stabilization. There have been assassinations of uh, NATO leaders, um, espionage at different military bases throughout the UK, US, Germany, uh, so on and so forth. Um, and the only suspect that we see is. 
um, this rather large uh, Frenchman named Chocolate Moose. Um, so obviously, <laughs> MI6 has to get involved, and they send their most dashing, three-piece mm-hmm. suit-wearing, dare I say, panty-dropping, or underwear-dropping mm-hmm. even, Napoleon mm-hmm. Solo. And because it's a multinational-type thing, obviously he has to link up with... Um, somebody from the CIA, which we know from No Time to Die in previous Bond movies, was always Felix Leiter. Well, we are now introducing Felicity Leiter, played by um, Ming-Na Wen. So she's got that character going on. Mm. Um, and then we have this you know, whole you know chase evasion thing going on. They're trying to, to track down Chocolate Moose. Um Occasionally, we see one of Bond's neighbors from down the street, uh, the, the very attractive uh, Gina Davis, or as we know her there as Samantha Kane. But later, we find out when Chocolate Moose's German Shepherds run up to her like they're going to attack her and rip her apart. They stop and they start licking her hand. And then we realize, oh, my God, this is actually Charlie Baltimore, the evil mastermind behind all of these different things. And then so you have this fantastic fight between Gina Davis and Ming-Na Wen while Chocolate Moose and uh, Henry Cable are going back and forth. Obviously, the good guys win. Chocolate Moose, we think, is dead. But then later, at the very end credits, we have a, a Marvel-type end scene where Chocolate <laughs> Moose decides, because he can't die, he is low-crawling out from the water because we're fight- they're fighting on an aircraft carrier just to kind of go with Alana's theme. <laughs> nice. And we find out Chocolate <laughs> Moose did not die in Val's Revenge. Yeah, people can't die. This is a James Bond movie. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Got to be back for the sequel. <laughs> very good, very good. And last but not least, we have okay. Alana and her... And my fleet... <laughs> yes. <Sweet>. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we have your movie. the Bond. James Bond is the bus, and we have by the Bond girls, the USS Nevada. We have the henchman of the Japanese battleship Yamato, and the villain is the Red October. And our animal sidekick slash cute sidekick, appreciate flexibility, is the RX Express, learning the ropes of being a spy plane from the bus, the bigger, badder spy plane. <laughs> So we have the Red October threatening New York City with a nuclear attack because it's super advanced nuclear technology. It can't be detected by sonar, but still trying to evade, you know, defenses. I don't know. And we have the Yamato just causing interference, drawing attention away from the Red October so we can get in position for its attack. And then the bus and the Nevada are trying to find the Red October, but also defeat the Yamato. And we have the back history between the Nevada, Nevada and the Yamato from Pearl Harbor, trying to get their revenge from all those years ago. And then, you know, they find them and they torpedo them or something. Naval, <laughs> a big naval battle at the end, of course. Ooh, like Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> now, I gotta ask, in this, in your universe, do they have, like, each of the eyes, like at their windshields, his eyes, like I guess so. Cars. I don't I really know how this would work. October with eyes, <laughs> yeah, totally. Right, I'll, I'll, can I ask you okay, another bonus better. question? Which is, what celebrity voice 
would voice. Ooh. 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 <laughs> hmm. Idris Elba is the bus. <laughs> of course. Uh, like it. Yeah. Is the RX yeah. Express. Who's, who is that? Michael Sarah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keith David is the go-to bad guy voice. That's true, but it should be like Russian, right? Because it's the Red October. Uh, yeah. At least you didn't say Sean Connery. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say like one of the Skarsgård, still in Skarsgård, he can like flex in uh, as a uh, the villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it could be just like Herbie, um, where they just like you know. Herbie the, is a, the, is good. Yeah. The, the front of the car just like pops up and down and that's their way of talking. That would be an interesting <laughs> movie of just all that. It's like the Star Wars holiday special or it's just the, the ship's moving and there's no subtitles. Perfect. All right. So there you have it. And we will have a, a poll up on Twitter. Sorry. And you can um, vote by visiting it's a bit.ly link. It's bit.ly slash bond day draft all lowercase so bit.ly slash bond day draft um we'll have the polls up for one week so until october 12th please vote for your favorite of the bond films that we have just created here new and original never heard before (laughs) so that our participants can claim all of the flame fame glory and bragging rights due to them and before we go, does anyone have any honorable mentions or any alternate picks that they wanted to use but didn't? My, one of my other alternate uh, James Bonds was Gregorio Cortez from Spy Kids. Yeah. Uh, I also had Melinda May as a Bond woman. Lance Victor, so I had to go an alternate route mm-hmm. for that. I was going to, I was thinking about doing Captain Marco Ramius from The Hunt from Red October as my villain, but once Alana <laughs> picked the Red October, I was like, no, no, I'm going to have to backpedal on that too. Yeah. I was thinking, so my other option for henchmen was, instead of going sort of the goofy henchman route, I was thinking, all right, what about the threatening henchman route? Someone who's physical, who really, yeah, really physical and really threatening. John Casey from Chuck. Yeah. Mm. I think he could be a good henchman. He, he could, yeah. yeah those, are, those are my alternates. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, when when Lance said Chocolate Moose, I don't, I don't think I've seen that movie, but it made me think of Gaston Baptiste from Sergeant Stubby. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the soldier slash chef. And I right. thought he would be a good one oh, yes. too. <laughs> My alter, alternate James Bond uh, actually still was not Jack Ryan. I was actually going to go with uh, Chris Evans, uh, Ari Levinson from Dead Sea Diving Resort. Okay. Ooh. Nice choice. My henchman uh, was going to be Sidney Bristow, played by Jennifer Gardner. Oh. Yeah, Lance, I also like the the good guys becoming bad guys. Oh, yeah. It makes it more complicated. Yeah, it makes things real interesting. (laughs) And I actually almost still almost picked her as um, my Bond girl. But Yvonne Stravosky from Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And obviously, I had to go with my backup villain because rules. <laughs> right, because you picked one who was not on our list, not someone Hashtag we covered. rules. <laughs> Hashtag I do what I want. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, did you have any? Or are you going to keep them in your back pocket in case there's an extra? Okay, no, I, I'm going to let's make a gentleman's agreement. 
try not to remember these and don't steal them if, if we do this <laughs> all right all right okay. so one of my backups was juni cortez <laughs> wait as the as james, james bond, bond. and then <laughs> the other major ah. backup for james bond was george harrison like the beetle yeah do you remember that's george that's right oh my god <laughs> so you haven't seen a part where he rides on uh. top of a car it's very very <laughs> badass Bond girl I, I thought of Harriet Tubman. Also, Kira oh. Knightley's character from Imitation Game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't remember what. And we... then uh, right, Not Cool right. from Parmado. Yeah. Oh. So, and then uh, for my villains, I, I thought of Alan Turing, also from Imitation Game. Do you remember where I was talking about how Ooh. he's like, he's like, the only thing he cares about is is the computer, so he like betrays everybody. Do you remember that conversation? Hmm. Right, I do remember that conversation. A bunch of good guys who turn into bad guys like Roy Knight from Night and Day. <laughs> I am surprised you did not do that one. <laughs> Obviously, I got my top pick. Uh, Hudson enough. Hawk, maybe. And then I didn't have a lot of a deep bench for henchmen, but I thought of Emma Peel as played by Uma Thurman, the evil clone of her. Hmm. And then my okay, number right. two definitely I would have picked was Rover from The Prisoner. You <laughs> picked him! Oh my god! Unstoppable. Uh, <laughs> Rover is so scary. You should have picked uh, him. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, he doesn't fit a movie where the main character is a dog. I'm sorry. Yes, he does. He'll just follow the dog forever. I mean, How is the dog supposed to defeat him? How can it's anyone like, defeat him? And the dog is trying to chase the ball. <laughs> And realizes the ball right. is evil. The ball is just sucking him. The ball is chasing him. This is clearly the better choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had a couple backup planes. They're all planes. <laughs> nice. Francis Gary powers you to spy plane. Okay. He crashes right. it, so it's not that useful. Um, the X Jet, mm-hmm. a classic plane, and then just some, you know, Japanese kamikaze airplanes. <laughs> oh, and, wait, and the Cuban missile. Yeah. One. <laughs> One Cuban missile caused a big crisis. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, uh, I don't think pedantic. There were no kamikazes in the movies we covered. There weren't in Pearl Harbor? They That's didn't... true. No. No? Uh, well, yeah. no. No, there were... There were zeros, and there was... Oh, I don't know the name of the other... Okay, so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw yeah. a technicality flag on this one, because actually, she's correct. There is no oh, yeah. such thing, technically, as a kamikaze classified aircraft kamikaze <laughs> was the type of mission that it was yeah going that's to do. what i meant so <laughs> come on come on you guys yeah in in pearl harbor when there were some japanese aircraft that were damaged beyond repair and whatever they aimed their aircraft at uh, american targets therefore turning them into a suicide plane at that point so Fair so enough. alana right. is correct in her her choice but did we see any of them in the either of the two Pearl Harbor movies? Oh, yes. that we they, they are definitely or... in... How could um, they not be in either of those movies? Tora 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 was like four hours long. <laughs> okay, they they were in both. Probably in Tora 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 somewhere. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick um, the movie at the beginning of Pearl Harbor when the two kids are in the little airplane. Um. <laughs> oh, that airplane! <laughs> that that could have been like the the sidekick plane too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening, and thank you, Carolyn, for being our moderator yay, for this Carolyn, fun Global yay. Games Bond Day panel. So, do our guests have anything they want to promote, Lance? Uh, I'm going to go with my usual uh, pet rescue. 
uh, there are plenty of not just kittens, but especially senior cats and dogs and other animals that are out there. Uh, we're just past kitten season, so and we just had clear the shelters. Um, but still, there's no time that's bad to go out and rescue an animal. What's the name of your rescue? Uh, one of the ones I mainly work with is Fancy Cats Dog and Rescue out of Fairfax County. I have two cats for them, Oreo and Lorelei. Aw. All right. Speaking of pets, Carolyn, do you want to promote? Oh, sure. Um, I'll promote my own pet. <laughs> <laughs> Little pup, Daisy, has her Instagram, daisy.sky.the.doodle. Um, and I just put a reel where she's wearing a really coat, cute raincoat on there. So you should check that out. And she is named after an agent of shield. Yes. <laughs> she could have been in the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time. Yes, she could be the uh, animal sidekick. Ah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alana. Do you want to promote anything? Uh, Zach and I's other podcast, Tuesday Night Gaming. It's fun. We're covering Andor and Star Girl at the same time. Ooh, I didn't know you guys were yeah. doing Andor. <laughs> the same on the same episode. Nice, nice. Uh, sometimes yeah. <laughs> and if you're in new york city this weekend and if you're going to new york comic-con yes. come out to our cheesy line reading contest panel that was the weekend that this episode drops saturday yes oh wow so this will be it'll come out this releases on fr- on wednesday october 5th so that's panel is on saturday october 8th come on out it's a good time have fun well, thanks again to our guests for joining us. Once again, happy Global James Bond Day. As always, you can find us on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And we are The Spy Fi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening to The Spy Fi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.